Hey there, I'm Judy Kroon. Welcome to another episode of Laugh Long and Prosper, Shelf Help with a Dash of Humor. I believe that humor is one of our best coping mechanisms, especially when we are stressed out. Today's podcast is sponsored by Truel Social. Truel Social knows to be visible online, you have to be fully committed in who you are and what you do. You must adopt the right mindset. Steer your ship to the SS Optimization and Truel Social to get your sailing on course, just check out truelsocial.com. Well, today I want to talk about Canadians. Why do we put ourselves through stand-up comedy? Why do we do this to ourselves? Recently, I got a chance to do some stand-up for a fundraiser in Niagara Falls. A couple of months ago, I got an email from a, a good stand-up friend of mine, Mark Matthews. He asked me if I'd like to participate in this comedy fundraiser that he co-created with friend Dino Fazio called Comedy for Kidneys, a fundraiser that has been done every year for the past 15 years, except for COVID in the Niagara Falls region for dialysis patients. They've raised over $125,000 in that time, which is truly amazing. He told me I'd be working with comedians like Shannon Laverty, Mark Crocker, Paul Haywood, brand new comic by the name of Brandy Ford. And I jumped at the opportunity. Charity, working with friends, beautiful venue, um, a venue that fits 750 people, soft seat theater called the Greg Fruin Theater. So how could I say no? Comedy for a good cause is always a terrific excuse. So when the date came for the gig, uh, I drove myself to Niagara Falls. It was a Thursday of Easter long weekend. So traffic from Toronto to Niagara was especially gnarly. It took about an hour just to get out of the GTA. Again, why do we put ourselves through this? Um, But it reminded me of a quote sitting there in the car driving, which is one of the sort of romantic reasons for being a comedian is this I think anyway is this all this car time that you spend you know, alone some people might think it's weird I think it's kind of cool uh, American naturalist essayist poet and philosopher Henry Thoreau has a beautiful quote about solitude now keep in mind this is a guy who uh well he wrote walden his reflections of living alone in the wilderness for uh just over two years he says a uh, great book by the way he says i love to be alone i never found the companion that was so companionable as solitude henry david thoreau two years is a bit much and but there is something to be said about solitude and the ability to relax observe and create during those times Uh, sometimes I can drive for hours in the car just thinking or not thinking at all no radio just silence taking in uh, the beautiful scenery if I'm driving somewhere that uh, allows that and like I said before I know it time has flown by So, yes, it was frustrating getting out of Toronto, but eventually I got to Niagara Falls. I got to the falls, and I landed up at uh, the hotel that Mark had uh, organized for all of us, the beautiful Ramada Inn. Okay, maybe this is where the the ideal drive sort of ends, because you get to the hotel, 
it is a bit lonely. I checked in. I got to check in early. Uh, they had a little uh, souvenir area set up, Niagara Falls t-shirts. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, this is like it's out of a movie. So uh, I checked into the hotel and it was uh, kind of funny because every time the bathroom light was on, the fan would come on at the same time. And it's that bad hotel lighting, that white stark lighting that I can't stand. Um, so yeah, then the loneliness started to set in. Keep in mind, I have just left Toronto how many hours ago? This was fine. I, in my earlier days, I would be on the road for months by myself. Uh, so I took a walk down to the falls, the beautiful falls, just took it all in. I went to the casino, uh, being the long weekend, lots of tourists, uh, went to this casino for an hour, hung out, played some slot machines, you know, did the touristy thing. There's a certain, uh, appeal that Niagara Falls has to it. It's almost like a, a circus-like atmosphere. It's, it's weird and kind of alluring at the same time. And then it's the, the backdrop of the beautiful falls. And um, I went back to the hotel and it's funny because as comedians, it's almost like we're professional assassins. You know, we're at home, we're doing our own thing at home. Suddenly we get the call, we get into our car, we drive to the gig, we perform, we use terms like I killed, I murdered, I slayed, or I bombed. And it's like we're professional assassins. And then we get back into our car, you know, the roar of the crowd, and then we're alone again. We're in our car. We drive back home and we're waiting for that next call. So anyways, there I am in my lonely hotel room at the Ramada Inn. And uh, I went to the theater early. Uh, like I said, uh, what's cool about Niagara is the sort of circus-like atmosphere. The Greg Fruin Theater, beautiful theater, 750 seats, which were almost, it was almost sold out for this event. Uh, Greg Fruin is an incredible magician who has, uh, who has a live show. He's got tigers, and uh, when you go backstage, there's a sign on the wall that says, uh, Live cats, do not open this door. When live cats are in the building, I'm like, okay, you know, you're not going to see that in the GTA. You're just not. Uh, but anyway, so it was really cool. And here's the other really cool thing about stand-up comedy. It was so great to see uh, see my fellow comedian friends. Uh, I love being a speaker. I love traveling. But typically, I am doing that on my own. The really cool thing about stand-up comedy is you're usually working with other people. So you get to hang out. You get to, to talk about, you know, what you're working on. Or you just get to talk about life. It's just fun to have people who are in that same headspace. They've done that lonely assassin drive out to wherever it is that you meet in the middle of nowhere to do a show. <laughs> but for that moment, you're these cool comics that are just like, you, you get each other, you know, when you talk and then everybody sort of does the same thing. Everybody sort of just drifts off and they're, they're in their heads, you know, they're working on their acts and uh, just comedians get other comedians, right? You don't go, hey, uh, you, you know, when somebody's working on their stuff, you give them their space. And again, that, that solitude is really kind of it's alluring, and at the same time, it's probably uh, frightening to some, to some people, right? So now the theater is starting to fill up, and um, I looked over at Brandy Ford. 
the author of Writer and the Wit. She's a terrific writer. Uh, she's got a great podcast about stand-up comedy. She's launching uh, a magazine next month. Um, she's been uh, kind enough to ask me to write something uh, for her magazine launch. But it's so neat to watch new comedians just to sort of observe them backstage because I know that feeling a thousand years ago. You are freaked out. You're caught between, oh, this is, uh, I guess I'm doing this. And then looking out from behind the curtains and seeing a, a theater, seeing a comedy club fill out and go, am I really doing this? So Brandy, like the other comedians, she was pacing around, but I knew that she was, uh, I knew that she was nervous. So I said, Brandy, it's going to be fine. I'll listen to, uh, you know, listen to an old bat who's been doing it. It's, as long as you know your material, I was saying to new comedians, as long as you know your material, you know, just go up there, do your thing at the, at the, uh, the, the worst case scenario is that you're a nacho break. Okay. You've got a five minute set. The... Oh, there's my timer. Hold on a second. I've got to take a pill. Ah, uh, just kidding. Hey, oh, I'll be here all week. Uh, where was I? The worst case scenario, you're going to be a nacho break, okay? The audience is going to stare at you. They're going to eat their nachos. They're going to drink their beer. And then you're going to walk off that stage. Your five minutes are over and you're going to think that you bombed. Okay, so that's bad. But you know what a worst case scenario is? Again, I tell this to my students. Worst case scenario is people who decide to wing it. They're like, oh, five minutes, I can go up there. I can, you know, I can kibitz with the crowd for, for five minutes. And what ends up happening is that five minutes turns into five hours. And it's awkward for everybody. So at the very, very least, know your material. Brandy's a professional. She had her, her set memorized. She had a great, uh, a great set, by the way. She killed it. She crushed it. Um, and I was very proud of her. I was very proud for all, all the comedians, proud of all the comedians who were on that night. It was a wonderful audience. Mark Matthews emceed. He did a great job uh, warming up the crowd, getting them into that headspace. But anyway, so getting back to my original point, why do we do this? Because yes, you can identify with the young comedian who is, you know, doing comedy for the first time, but even for the veterans, even for people who've been doing it for years and years, there's still the butterflies, there's still the nerves. And, you know, if I don't have that adrenaline rush, I'm, I'm actually more nervous because I'm like, okay, what's wrong? What's going on here? You need that adrenaline rush to get the energy up, right? So again, there's the lonely drive. There's a lonely time in the hotel. There's a lonely time walking around in whatever town or city that you're in waiting for the show to start. But... When you get to the club, when you talk to the fellow comics, and then the giant payoff when you're out on stage in front of 750 people and that roar of laughter, that energy, that the stuff that you've been working on. You know, there's material that I've been working on during COVID that it was just me working on it at home, doing my lines in the car, doing my writing my stuff out at home. You're by yourself, all of that solitude. You sometimes go, is it really worth it? But guess what? When you're standing on stage and they get it in that moment, it comes out of your mouth and they laugh and they get it. And then you do another bit and they get it and you tag it with another line and they get it. And the audience is with you for that time that you're on stage. Yes, it's worth it. So this may not be for everybody, but it's, it's magical. It's like a circus. It's fun. 
you go backstage, you high five with the other comedians. And uh, this particular gig, uh, like I said, Dino Fazio, great guy, uh, co-created this with Mark. Uh, I asked him to walk me out to my car. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know late night show. So Dino walks me out to my car and I look up and it's uh, the pink moon night. And of course, the moon's not pink, but they call it a pink moon because of uh, the you know kickoff of spring. And it's this giant full moon and there's a Ferris wheel. Only Niagara Falls could have this kind of picturesque, circus-like vibe. I looked up at Dino and I said, check that out. I said, I know Rodney is here. I know Rodney is looking down on us saying, hey, good job, guys. I knew Rodney was tickled pink at this fantastic fundraiser that had just, just happened. It was just like a button on the moment, that, that amazing moon looking down on the evening. And, you know, I was tired. It had been a long day. But the other thing is a comedian, you know, that adrenaline that you get from doing your set, from having that great set, from from going from, okay, is this going to work out? Being a little bit apprehensive. You've got the nerves. The adrenaline is firing. Then you go out and you have a terrific set. The adrenaline rush is so fantastic that many times I use that to get in the car and drive home. You know, I could have stayed at the Ramada, but um, and nothing wrong with the hotel. It was totally fine. I was able to take a nap uh, earlier on in the day. So, you know, take a pill and take a nap. Uh, <laughs> I took my little nap. Then I used that adrenaline rush to drive home. And again, that solitude. And that's when you tune, turn up the music. That's when you, you just completely kick back. Aside from the scary driving to get back to the GTA. But again, it just makes me think of that quote. I never found the companion that was so companionable as solitude. There is something to that when it comes to creativity. Thank you, Henry David Thoreau. I won't live in the wilderness. I'm afraid of, uh, I'm afraid of being out in the wilderness by myself. But hey, in a car, doing a gig in front of 750 people. Ah, that's, that's old school. So anyways, why do we do this? I hope I've explained it a little bit. There's a magic to us. There's a there's a, a magic to it. There's a, a circus vibe to it. There's just something there that you can't explain. But when it happens, it is really magic. And again, uh, I want to thank Mark Matthews. I want to thank Dino Fazio, and the good folks of Niagara Falls that came out for uh, that event, Comedy for Kidneys, a fundraiser for uh, dialysis patients in the Niagara Falls region. Again, a beautiful benefit for a gentleman who passed too soon, Rodney Pentland, and it was an honor, a very special evening to be part of this. So thanks to everyone who made this possible. Hey, if you'd like to catch up on any of my other Laugh Long and Prosper episodes, voted one of the best podcasts by CTV, you can check me out at Judy Croom on any of the uh, streaming sources or drop me a note at judycroon.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, laugh long and prosper.